You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On. Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021, and this is going to be another completely draft-centered podcast. So uh, the Tigers obviously have not played the last couple of days because of the All-Star break, so no games to go over, and by far the most important thing happening in this organization is the MLB draft. The Home Run Derby was last night. Super fun. Uh, I think most people were probably pulling for Trey Mancini, an incredible story, incredible outing by him, incredible showing, um, made a lot, inspired a lot of people, great human being. Uh, Pete Alonzo put on an absolute clinic on how to hit home runs, his his, uh, guy who was throwing, pitching to him, also put on an absolute clinic, phenomenal performance by that man, Um, Shohei Otani, Juan Soto, just an incredible, incredible night, a very good home run derby, Uh, will be remembered very, very positively that home run derby, but that's also the extent of the analysis, really. So we're just going to focus here on the MLB draft. We're going to go over everyone that was taken on Monday, which was rounds two through 10 of the MLB draft. We're going to go over all, what is that, eight, nine picks of your Detroit Tigers. Go over so you have a better understanding of every new person that has just joined your favorite organization. And then uh, on Tuesday, when you're listening to this, rounds 11 through 20 will be happening. So on Wednesday's show, you get a nice little recap of that, most likely. Maybe some all-star game talk too, but for the most part, probably that. So if you're looking for game content, again, I apologize, but I, it's my belief that this is by far the most important thing happening in within the Detroit Tigers organization, and this is about the Detroit Tigers. So here we go, baby. Let's jump right into it. First, before we get started, I got to let everybody know this is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. Talked, these guys are awesome. Talked to them during the draft. Talked a little bit back and forth about the picks we were making. Because it's MLB draft season and Locked On MLB Pro- Pod- Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Lighten brings you player interviews, farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so like I said, going to be a lot of prospect talk, a lot of just the draft. We're going to go over every single person, literally every single person the Detroit Tigers took from rounds 2 to 10, which was uh, which was all the rounds on Tuesday or on Monday. Okay, so on yesterday when you're listening to this. So let's just kick it off, eh? Why not just jump into it? So with our pick number 39, Okay, 39th pick in the draft, the top of the second round. We take shortstop Isaac Pacheco, high schooler, prep bat. He's drafted as a shortstop. Okay, Odds are really good. Homeboy ain't going to stick at shortstop. And it's not impossible. Okay, and, and people said the same stuff about Riley Green. Not that he wouldn't stick where he was, but he was drafted as a right fielder. And people said he was a poor defender. And... Uh, that, that it, it might hinder him in the future and he was really going to need to hit to be worth it. You know what I mean? And now Riley Green is playing plus defense in center field. So I'm not. it's not impossible. I hate pigeonholing prospects when we draft them. It's one of my least favorite things that analysts do. That's why I don't really like player comps either. I don't, I don't like pigeon, pigeonholing talent. 
stuff can be developed. People can, can showcase their abilities. People can change. People grow up. These kids are 18. Who's to say, were you just as talented in every era of your life at 18 as you were at whatever, 22, 23? The hell no. So, so much can change. I hate, I hate doing that. I, I don't like pigeonholing. I, I'm going to keep saying it for lack of a better term. term. I, I, I just really don't like um, kind of putting walls up and, and metaphorically limiting. That's really what I'm trying to say, limiting. I, I should have started with that. Not, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm limiting anyone's talent. So uh, it's surely possible that he can that he can stick it short. But by most approximations, he's probably going to get moved to a corner. He has a good enough arm, and he is athletic enough. He's a big dude, tall dude. Um, he he's more than uh, athletic enough. It's just a matter of the range. The range at shortstop isn't fantastic currently, but maybe grows in more to his body. And he's already a great athlete. At, you know, it, it's it's surely possible. Bats left, throws right. Big pop, big power from the left side of the from the left from what is that? The right-handed batter's box, right batter's box, left-handed. <laughs> Jeez, that was way more difficult than it needed to be. Really good bat speed, really quick hands. The concerns with him are he swings and misses a lot, and if he swings and misses um, at at a higher amount and in prep, right at 18 in high school. Odds are pretty good that when you put him up against grown-ass men that get paid to do this for a living, that he's going to have those same issues. So the power is not going to go anywhere. He's got good thump. He's got good good hands, good bat speed. The, the, the whiff is not going to be a matter of him being laid on balls. Okay, Just he's got power, and sometimes with power comes swing and miss. So profiling for the future you're looking at a dude that's most likely going to move to the corners. Got a good arm, and if he is moved to the corner, I think he could be a really plus defender at third base. I don't think this is, oh, we're trying to find a spot for him defensively to hide him. I really don't think this is like a Nick Castellanos situation. If he moves from shorts to third, that's because he he would be a slightly negative shortstop, but he would end up being a plus third baseman. He's an athlete. He's got a cannon. Okay. The concerns, like I said, really just the swing and miss stuff. Low floor, high ceiling, much like Jackson Job. Not to that extreme. Jackson Job has insanely high ceiling and, and a pretty darn low floor. Um, I, I'm not going to say that this is, you know, some potential superstar that's not fair to put on anybody, really, um, unless you're going like one you one. Know, but really high floor, low ceiling kind of a player. Fun. Really fun player to do that's going to be a blast to watch because um, he's he's athletic and he hits ball hard. So he's gonna be a he's gonna be a really fun guy to watch and uh, and a fun dude to watch develop in the minors. Okay, so Isaac Pacheco, shortstop, prep bat, gonna be a fun one to keep an eye on. You definitely should keep an eye on him. Dylan Smith is our third round pick. This is one of my favorite picks in the entire draft. Okay, Dylan Smith is a right-handed pitcher. This is going to be a theme. Isaac Pacheco is the last, uh, the last bat we're going to be taking for a minute. We, we, we really loaded up on the pitching, and I'll talk about that at the end of the episode, and, and some people had a problem with it. I really didn't. Dylan Smith is sick, though. Okay, He is the best Bama pitcher, arguably, since Spencer Turnbull. We drafted Spencer Turnbull, what, five, six years ago now? Um the Dylan Smith is is 
probably the best Bama pitcher since him, which is electric. That's awesome for starters to have that kind of pipeline, I guess you would call it. Um, big gap, you know, whatever. It's just a fun thing for me in my brain. Pitching style. Really nice slider. Really nice slider. Uh, just like our first two picks. <laughs> really nice slider. Really solid curveball too. Fastball hangs in low 90s. Needs some works on his command. Um, the pitch mix is also kind of interesting. Sometimes he gets a little too breaking ball heavy because they're such good pitches. Um, and when he hangs one, it, it goes. He, he did have a little bit of a home run issue uh, this past year. His ERA was still really solid, um, but the runs he was giving up were, were at one point almost exclusively homers. So just something to keep an eye on there. His nickname is also Da Real Deal, D-A-R-E-A-L Deal. That's that's sick. <laughs> that's sick. Dylan Smith, genuinely in my top three, probably favorite pick so far. I love Dylan Smith. I think that he is a, a really safe, at worst going to be a bullpen arm, at best going to be three or four in a rotation. I think that I really like this pick a lot, man. I really like Dylan Smith. Again, that low can reach mid-90s fastball and, and the fastball slider combo. He The Slider and the curveball are his two best pitches. They're, they're, by most accounts, better than his fastball, actually. So really, really fun pick. Really fun pick, and I'm a huge fan. Roll Tide on that one, all right? Let's hit into our first break here, then we'll get into breaking down the rest of the people we took on Monday's rounds 2 through 10. But first, got to talk to everybody about rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With all the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It just doesn't make sense, people. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for our second segment at Locked On Tigers. We are going down a complete breakdown of every single person that was taken in Monday's rounds 2 through 10 for your Detroit Tigers, the Fighting Cats, baby. So we've already gone over Pacheca and Dylan Smith. Dylan Smith, one of my favorite players in this draft. Uh, Pacheco, did I say his name right? Isaac Pacheco is his name. I, I hope I've been saying that right the whole time. If not, I apologize. Okay, let's roll. Next up, our fourth round pick, Tyler Mattison. Another college arm. A righty college arm for your Detroit Tigers. Again, if, if, you, if you did not pay attention to the draft yesterday, this is a very, very reoccurring thing. Right-handed college arms. You're going to see a lot of those in this show. Uh, Tyler Madison, 80 innings pitched, 95 strikeouts, 22 walks, and a 2.47 ERA. Those are pretty 
damn good numbers. He's got a fastball, a changeup, and a curveball mix. Fastball hangs around the mid-90s, and, uh, and and he really uses the the speed difference, the velocity difference between his fastball and his changeup to his advantage more than anything. So that's kind of the, the slightly different approach from him versus our, our first, what, three pitchers we took, right? The first three guys we took were very fastball slider oriented and very big spin rate guys, okay? Very big spin rate guys on their breaking pitches. This guy's more of a change in velocity kind of a pitcher. His fastball and changeup are going to get him a lot more places than the curveball. And the curveball is nice, but it also, it, it's uh, it's not as spin rate-y. It's not, it's not as pro spin rate as uh, as the first three guys we took. Not that it's a horrible pitch or anything by that means, but it's going to be need to be developed a little bit. Okay, so just a slightly different approach. Some people have their preferences, obviously, and uh, and that's just his. His, his is more fastball changeup and, and the movement and the uh, and, and the velocity difference on the changeup and the curveball for that matter than it is you know tunneling that than it is spin rate and and you think it's one place and you're going to swing and then it ends up being off way outside and then way off the end of your back kind of a thing. So so different philosophy, but another college arm, a college righty arm to get plugged into this system. I, I like Tyler Madison a lot. No issues with that pick whatsoever. Now let's get into our fifth round pick. Let me know if this sounds familiar. A right-handed pitcher that went to college. Okay, Tanner Kolep. Fifth round pick for the Tigers, right-handed pitcher, as I stated. So this guy's had an interesting collegiate career, let me tell you. Um, he's bounced around to a few different schools at this point. We drafted him out of the University of Notre Dame, the Irish for all my, uh, I know I have a couple of, of listeners that are Notre Dame fighting Irish fans, so uh, if you're familiar, we took your boy. Um, he, Like I said, he's played for a few other colleges. He, When he first got to college, he was a starter. And at Notre Dame, he was strictly a reliever. And his numbers out of the bullpen this year, 61 innings pitched, which is quite a significant workload for a reliever, to be honest with you, if you know how long college season is. 61 innings pitched, 65 strikeouts, 22 walks, and a 3.08 ERA. So solid numbers, right? Solid numbers out of the pen. Not blow you away, roll this Chapman first half numbers, but but really solid numbers out of the pen. Um, and, and one of the first pure relief pitchers taken in this draft. So if you if you wanting the bullpen help, if you want us to focus strictly on a reliever and not have a failed starter go in there, this is, I want to say he was, by my memory, which is kind of whack sometimes, so don't hold me to it, uh, but he, I believe he was the second pure reliever taken. I know the Vandy boy went to, uh, the Vandy closer went to the Angels a few picks before us. Um, around before us, but I think he was one of the first pure relievers taken. One of one of the top three, at least, pure relievers taken. So we're getting one of the the best pure relievers in the draft, which is excites a lot of people. His pitch mix, he's got a fastball that can touch 99 at times, and especially if we're just going to limit him to one inning relief, I have no doubt that he can develop the 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 body type and the profile to be able to consistently hit that 98 99 mark. Uh, so that's really encouraging. Then he has a slider and a changeup, but the most encouraging, maybe not encouraging, the most exciting thing for me personally, he's got a nice little cutter. Okay, so he's got the heat. 
that, that's in the upper 90s. He's got a nice slider. And, and out of the bullpen, if you have a really high velo fastball and then a nice biting slider, that's always a good recipe for success. All the flamethrowers have that combo. And then a changeup is nice too for the same reasons, okay? But having a cutter in there, I like a lot. It's it's one of – I was super excited that we took him because the cutter gives you the ability to still throw heat but put a little bit of tail on it. So I'm thinking – the fastball slider changeup, specifically the fastball slider, can be a really good way for him to get swings and misses. And then if he needs that ground ball or that weak contact kind of double play pitch, he goes to the well with the cutter. I really like that as a recipe for success. I'm super, super intrigued by this pick. I, I love uh, focusing on a reliever, a strict reliever right off the bat, a guy who's going to enter our system as a reliever and not try to have him be a starter. And then, you know, you know the big joke, every reliever is a failed starter. So I, I really like this pick. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. And he's someone that I'm going to have my eye on for sure. Sixth round, Austin Murr, a bat. I know it's it's a rarity and, and it's not going to, this is not a streak, a trend that's going to last very long because we're going right back to the, uh, to, to the college arms after this. But First baseman, Austin Murr. Austin Murr will also be a, a familiar name for you if you are big into the College World Series, was the first baseman that hit leadoff for the NC State team during the College World Series. Everybody was like, hey, what the hell? Their first baseman's their leadoff hitter. That's this guy. He is now a Detroit Tiger. That's pretty exciting. He was on a big stage, you know, all on ESPN every night. Um, really kind of a cool story, that NC State team, obviously, with a with a really sad ending. But um, awesome, awesome pick. I, I'm a really big fan of his. I was during the College World Series. I, I was last year, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, and and this is a pick that I really like, man. He's not your traditional first base. I'm going to hit a ton of home runs with that super high exit VLO and just be a big dude that goes up there and, uh, and, and rakes, right? He's more of a, uh, I don't want to call it modern day first baseman because most first basemen still kind of are that. But He's modernizing first base. Is that weird to say? So he's got he's got a good 54 games, 21 walks, only 40 strikeouts. That's 261 plate appearances, 40 Ks, 21 walks. Really solid, really solid numbers at the plate. Really good value for the sixth round in my eyes. Um, the reason he hit leadoff was he hit for... He clearly hit for a really good average, but but that patience and that approach to the plate, 21 walks in 41 games, really, really encouraging, really good on-base percentage. And everybody who knows me knows I love a good on-base percentage. I love a good on-base percentage. As far as his actual approach, uh, or, or his balls in play, I should say, um, he, uh, he, like I said, not your traditional ton of home run slugger, great gap power though. He still had a really good slugging percentage, even out without a ton of home runs, because he pumps the ball into the gap. He's got good exit velos and, and hits the ball hard. It's just not the you know not 430 foot moonshots. They're nice gappers. He's a doubles machine, and I really really like this pick. The only interesting thing about him that I'm going to add is that we did not draft him as a first baseman. Apparently, this organization is allergic to drafting people as just first baseman. We drafted him as a corner outfielder. He has had a little bit of experience playing corner outfield in college, but was mostly a first baseman his most recent year at NC State. I think this is just an organizational thing. I think this is a development thing. I I, I believe 
that uh, that they kind of think we can turn anybody into a first baseman if we need it. So let's just try people out anywhere and see if they stick better there. That's all I think this is. Uh, who knows what he's going to end up being long term. But I really, really like the pick. I love the value of the pick. Getting him in the sixth round, really solid. And, uh, and yeah, I'm very optimistic about this one. All right, one more before we head into our final break here. Brant Herter, a left-handed pitcher, however, still a college arm. <laughs> um, not that that's a bad thing either. I'll, I'll get to that at the end. But, but another college arm, Brent, Brant, B-R-A-N-T, not Brent, Brant Herter, left-handed pitcher from Georgia Tech. A, it was a pretty highly regarded uh, pitcher in 2019, if you go back and look. Um, most people had him as one of the more talented pitchers in, um, in, in college baseball, not like a first round projected talent or anything like that, but, but, you know, the ace on a, on an ACC team, pretty, pretty respectable. Then he had Tommy John missed most of 2020 bounced back this year and was again, one of the best pitchers in the ACC. He's got a mid low nineties velocity, a really hard fastball slider combo, which if you've been paying attention is a pattern that has been followed immensely. I love lefties with sliders. It, it's the if I if I was developing a left-handed pitcher from scratch, one of the first things I would teach them is how to throw a slider. I, I think that that is such a valuable pitch for left-handed pitchers. And uh, having that mid mid-ish '90s fastball that can tail out on, on on lefties too with that slider combo. Again, a really clear pattern by the organization in drafting philosophy as pretty much all of our pitchers are that we drafted this year so far are our fastball slider combo guys. Um, so something to keep an eye on, but super cool story. Come back from Tommy John steps up and, and puts together a, a really respectable season on his last year at, at, uh, at GT. So um, Brant Herter, super interesting pick. Definitely someone we're going to want to uh, to keep an eye on. He, a lot of reports of him just being an absolute dog too, which is super, super exciting. All right, let's get into our final ad break here, and then we will wrap up and, and get into the last few picks and then uh, talk about the, uh, the the draft as a whole. But first, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, info, odds for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. A lot of drama happening over in the UFC, by the way. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams are in playoff mode, specifically that NBA. The NBA. NBA Finals are, are pretty crazy. You want to get everything you can over at betonline.ag. Head over to the website or use your mobile device on today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. It's promo code LOCKDOWN for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. Let's wrap this puppy up. We got one more segment and a few more picks to go over here as uh, as we wrap up day two of your Detroit Tigers MLB draft findings. Next, we have my favorite pick in the entire draft. For those who follow me on Twitter, you're very aware of this. But uh, one of my favorite picks in the entire draft, Jordan Marks. 
sensational. Jordan Marks' story is phenomenal. Um, if, if you want to go kind of do a full read down, there's a story. I believe it's by Baseball America. I don't want to not give credit to the right people, but I'm also like 95% sure it's them, so I'm just going to risk it. Baseball America did a great story on Jordan Marks talking about how he is one of the best draft prospects, one of the best pitching prospects that you have never heard of, and that could not be more accurate. I love him to death, man. I love him to death. I'm so happy that we got him. Like I said, one of my favorite picks in the draft. He's from a tiny-ass little town in Canada, has a pop, a very not very big population. Uh, he, he went to upstate South Carolina, I believe was the college he went to, which is again, a dinky ass tiny school that has like 6,000 kids on campus. And he shoved 96 innings pitched a two, five, four ERA, 101 strikeouts and 20 walks. When he first came out of high school, he was throwing low nineties. Now he's topping out at 98. It's not as uh, it, it's not as consistent, I guess. It's not, it's not, I don't want to make it sound like, I feel like I, I might have been slightly misleading in my excitement tweet where I said he was throwing 97 to 99 all year. That, that and it wasn't him throwing 98 miles an hour from the first inning to the sixth inning all year. His average fastball velocity sat in the mid, mid, low mid 90s, that 93-ish range, 93, 94 at, at best. Um, but he was, there were pitches where he was every single game, he was hitting upper nineties, at least for a little bit, whether it was the very beginning of the game, whether it was big moments in in the middle of the game, he has that ability to rear back and hit upper nineties, hit that 97, 98. He hit a hundred one time. I I love the dude. I, I love Jordan Marks. He is my favorite pitcher, my favorite pick. In this draft, he's got a fastball changeup and a slider. His changeup is secondary pitch. Uh, he, he learned it at a very young age, has, has been really working on it at, since he was very young. He's always had it, so that's super encouraging. We got a lot of experience already, even though he's only a college kid, throwing the changeup a lot. And then on top of that, the slider, kind of a newer pitch, not fully developed. Definitely something that's going to need a lot more time to be fully developed. But when I say I am through the roof excited about Jordan Marks, I could not be more serious. He is genuinely my favorite pick so far in this entire draft. And to be completely honest with you, I don't really see that changing in tomorrow's rounds 11 through 20. I think he's probably going to end up being my favorite pick for the Tigers in this draft. I cannot wait to track his every move as he goes throughout this system. All right. Let's move on, though. Enough of me drooling about Jordan Marks. Let's go on to uh, to to our next pick, Garrett Burren from Ohio State. Another one, another right-handed pitcher that went to college. In 80 innings, he had threw 91 strikeouts and 27 walks. This dude is a dog, okay? And and I I mean that by every definition of the word. He is a dog. He pounds the strike zone. Pounds it. He is not afraid of no man. Okay. Pounds the hell out of the strike zone. His fastball is a little bit of like a sinkerish kind of a thing going. It dips a little bit down. Nice could be a nice little ground ball pitch. You got a sinkerish fastball, a slider to pair with it. Again, the fastball slider combo is very prevalent in this uh in this draft. But I cannot reiterate enough. 
the kid's strategy is to force you to beat him because he is not going to nibble corners. He is not going to try to pitch around you and get you to chase and miss. He is going to attack the living hell out of you. He is going to attack the living hell out of the strike zone. And that's that's his forte. That's what he does. And honestly, I think that that provides a pretty high floor. Someone who's always just going to throw it in the strike zone. Yes, you have the you have the chance of getting rocked, right? You, you need some swing and miss stuff too. I'm not saying you should pitch to contact every pitch, but I, I love it, man. I, I was really I was really pleased with this pick. I think that that's a really good depth piece for this organization, and he could turn into to a wide array of things. And, and guaranteeing that a dude's going to come into a game and throw strikes is something that this organization at the major league level could use a lot of right now, because. Lord knows there's a few people in this bullpen that we turn to and cannot hit the strike zone. So I am all about in the, what, the ninth round? Yeah, for our ninth round pick, taking a guy that's just going to go out and throw the ball into the zone all, all game. I'm all about it. Love the pick, even though he's a Buckeye. All right, then our last pick. We actually end on a bat, which is kind of surprising, eh? Austin Schultz. I really like this pick too. And I'll go over, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a full recap after. I know some people are probably like, oh my gosh, this kid likes every single pick and all these kids are going to be fantastic. We'll, we'll get to that comment in a second there, negative Nancy. But first, we're going to go over Austin Schultz from Kentucky. Why do I like him? Well, first off, speed kills and the kid's a speed demon. Can absolutely fly. Menace on the base pass, over 20 stolen bases. Only got caught stealing once or twice this year. He uh, uh, He's a speed demon, okay? run. He's a runner. He's a track star, all right? Really decent year at the plate, too. 882 OPS. In the SEC, the SEC, why they consider to be the best pitching conference year in and year out. And, uh, and he had an 882 OPS in there. Really solid. The interesting thing about him, and the thing that I think makes him the most intriguing in my eyes, is on the defensive side, he is a plus defender all over the place. Think, I don't want to get it twisted, he's still a 10th round pick, but kind of in the same sense that Austin Martin was when he came in, right? Austin Martin, the uh, the Vanderbilt pick in uh, in the 2020 draft that, that was fell down to five, but was supposed to go second overall. Um he kind of played all over the place. And the questions were, where is he going to play? He's played center, shortstop, second, whatever. This guy's really similar to that. He's played all over the infield. He's played third, short, second. And a lot of scouts think that he has the speed and ability to play a solid center field too. That's really fun, man. Kind of a Swiss army knife. He hit well too. He's also has really sneaky power. Like he'll run up on you and take and take you deep. And obviously with how fast he is, that, that gap bower can be dangerous, especially at a big field like Comerica Park. I don't know. I really like the value of this pick too, man. And 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 I don't want to get overly excited about any of these guys really, but I really, really like the pick here. I really, really do. All right, let's go over the draft as a whole. Um, so I'm going to address the a, a lot of people, I'm sure, are, are listening to this saying, you're stupid. Not all these dudes are going to turn out. You have nothing negative to say. Uh, I'm not going to come on here and just rip this entire draft all we have in this world is hope <laughs> you know what I mean uh, but for real I am really excited about all these guys and and prospects 
bust all the time. It's baseball. No, I, I guarantee you, not all 10 of these guys play major league, uh, ha, even have a major league at bat, okay? I promise 10 for 10, well, a lot of them are pitchers, I guess. Not all 10 of these dudes will be productive major leaguers. Not all 10 of these dudes, what am I even trying to say? The, these 10 people will not even have a 100% reach the major league rate. All I'm trying to do is give you an outlook of who these players are, some reasons to be excited, give you some background on them, and then you can decide based on the information that I tell you if you're high on them or if you're not high on them. Okay, I'm super pumped about this draft. So we'll kind of go over that as a whole before we wrap up here. I think that um, a, a lot of people are still complaining about the Jackson Job thing and this organization's doomed and uh, you know, all this negative, negative stuff. And, uh, and that's your prerogative. You know, if you, if you think Job is a bust and you think that it's a stupid draft, that's fine. But we got, you know, we got 10 other dudes here. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got 10 other guys that, that, that are also getting injected in this organization. And in the same breath that I can promise you that, that these 10, 11 dudes will, will certainly, not have 100% reach the major league rate, I can pretty much promise you the opposite's not true either. I can promise you that it will not be a 0% reach the major league rate for these 10-11 guys as well. Okay? Super fun draft. I also really think that loading up on pitchers was really important. And I know that a lot of people had a problem with it and they're like, oh my gosh, what are you what are you doing? We've only taken pitchers. This is stupid. I hate to break it to everybody, man, but uh, a couple of years ago when everybody was like, oh, you know, the, look at all the pitching we have. Uh, we have this three-headed monster coming through the system. There is a massive, a catastrophic, I would even say, drop-off after uh, after that three-headed monster, after Mize, Manning, and Scooble in organizational rankings. There always has been, but we've been really good at not talking about it and hiding it because they've been there, Okay. There is a massive drop-off after those three guys. You're talking Alex Fiedo, Tommy John, um, or Joey Wentz, who I like a lot, but also coming off Tommy John, lefty arm, it needs to get stretched out a lot. Uh, there is a huge drop-off, and this organization is extremely thin at pitcher. If you don't believe me, you haven't been watching the Major League product because we have a bullpen day, we're, and Kyle Funkhauser and Willie Peralta starting in 2021. And I know Willie's been great, but that was not the plan. We signed him to a minor league deal. Organizational depth is so important, especially at pitching. You can never have too many pitchers. Um, and, and and we need everything. So making sure and make fixing the depth at pitcher is, is something that I'm okay with. I'm totally for it. Uh, of relatively off-script draft, but one that I really don't mind so far. And we'll see what they do with rounds 11 through 20 tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this helped and shine a little bit of light on uh, on, on the new kids and who we're bringing into this organization and kind of our, our outlook as a whole uh, going forward and our, our draft strategy and all that. Try tried my best to provide all that information for you. Thank you guys for sticking with me this week. This has been a super busy, chaotic, hell of a week for me. Uh, and, it, and it's going to continue tom- tomorrow. I got a, a big... 
another big day, another, you know, six hours of, of draft coverage tomorrow too. So thank you guys so much for, for sticking with me, for choosing me, for listening to me, for, for giving two dams about what I have to say is, uh, is pretty remarkable to me. So thank you guys so much. Going to therapy's dope. Peace and love. And I will catch you all tomorrow with rounds 11 through 20. Thank you guys. Go Tigers, baby.